We're here with one of our absolute favorites, Ty Richardson, ESPN Arkansas. Hit that line. What's up, What's brother? going on, man? I'm sporting, uh, since we all love to enjoy food, as you can see by <laughs> the cameras, I'm sporting cookout. You guys have had cookout, right? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like today? <laughs> <laughs> there are, like, three locations right around here, so that is something. Uh, we're, I'm staying here through the weekend with some buddies, so we will be uh, probably consuming some about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, either on Friday or Saturday night. Absolutely. Any place that considers a chicken cheese case as, as a side dish, I'm in <laughs> on it. So. Yes. Not a sponsor, but it yeah, should be. Amen. Have, have, you, have you been able to uh, keep your, your anger in check? Because today's A&M day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny. So I, I, we pull up the radio row, and uh, I, I have nothing against any of the Texas guys. I really like Owen Buchanan. I don't know Billy Luciator. Oh, yeah. I think it's David Nunez is the other guy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I did realize I probably need to refrain from some of the Aggie things, considering they're directly <laughs> next to us. Uh, so I have I did not uh, go as ham today as I used to do at Texas A&M, but – Jimbo Fisher a little combative when asked about the Bobby Petrino questions. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think his ego is willing to say on public record either I've given complete control of Bobby Petrino or his ego won't let him give the reins to Bobby Petrino. Right. You know what's kind of funny because Eli was just on with Feinbaum, and this is some of the same comments he made. He, at the tail end of the season, the offense was not as productive as it should be, so I stepped away. I hired an offensive coordinator to run the plays. It's like that's what we want to hear with Texas A&M, and he just can't he can't say it, you know. Uh, I think that national championship that he has from 2013 in Jameis gives him this, like, complex where he always has. And what we've seen with the great ones, particularly Nick Saban, is the adjustments, and he's never the offensive guru. We know he's what he's done with defense over the years, but Saban realized when Freeze beat him back-to-back, is like, I can't run the ball yeah. 40 or 50 times a game. I've got to change up my offense, and we saw the dynamic of that. And I think for, for Jimbo Fisher, what you've seen at times is the offenses look so stagnant and so 2010s, basically, and you bring mm-hmm. a guy in who – Torched Arkansas for Missouri State this past season. Let me tell you what, we were on pins and needles in Fayetteville watching that game. Uh, that dynamic, and I know that, listen, I know as a head coach you say, we have respect for one another, blah, blah, blah. Guys, Petrino hasn't been an assistant in 20 years. Yeah. Jimbo hasn't let go of the offense since, what, pre-Bobby Bowden, Florida State? So you're going to tell yeah. me that a head coach in the past basically 20 years is all of a sudden – going to relinquish some of the gravitas and power that he's had as a control freak that he is. A great coach, but a control freak. And then you combine that with a guy that he can talk about pressure all he wants, that there's no pressure where coaches we deal with pressure. You went, what, 5-7 and seven with, the, with the number one recruiting class in the country this past year? So there's absolutely pressure in college. State. That is a fascinating thing to watch in College Station. Yeah. But they capped the year. They beat a top five <laughs> LSU. But I think that speaks to, again, what talent they have right. and what poor coaching they they got out of it. You know what? I mean, it was just awful. But let's not, well, yeah, let's I mean, not have you on the talk. This ain't Texas over here. <laughs> what's the ceiling for Arkansas this year with KJ, <sighs> who I think is the best quarterback in the SEC? So if I say 10 wins, I'm a homer that no one <laughs> listens to. If I say eight wins, that's too logical. Um, so I'd probably say nine. I, they, I think if yeah. they get to nine, uh, nine regular season, maybe nine. I guess ten and three with the or ten and four with the bull win. Does that sound right? Yeah, 
Nine regular season wins plus 10. Yeah, it's a bull win. So I would say 10 total, nine regular season wins. Guys, there's not. Is that a better place for Arkansas than sitting here saying, oh, yeah, they're going to win 10 or 11? 100%. 11 you saw what happened last year with this program at Expectations. I mean, right, this football right. team, let's just call it spade a spade. You have a losing record in the Southeastern Conference. You have bad in-state recruiting compared to the other schools you're having to compete with. So you're having to parlay all these different things that are at your disadvantage and somehow, some way competes with the top dogs each and every year. Alabama's, LSU's, Georgia, or whatever. So I would say, if this team wins nine games, I'll be jumping through the, I'll be jumping through the ceiling. I'll be excited. Yeah. Um, the the great equalizers, KJ Jefferson, team with Rocket Sanders, and you don't know who are going to be on the tackles. You don't know who's going to be out wide. They're throwing the football, and you're just a little unsure about the defense with so many incoming new guys, including new defensive coordinator and new offensive coordinator. Yeah. What's it going to take for KJ to be a Heisman finalist? <laughs> the grace of God. Um, <laughs> oh, come on, man. Well, on. That should be a lot. Here's the, here's the thing. I think if we asked this question two years ago about Hendon Hooker or whoever, and yeah, last year exactly. about Hendon, you guys would have said something similar. Then Heupel comes in, we see the high-flying offense, and yeah. I mean, Hendon was here today. And I'm sitting here, yeah. it's like, man, no one thought anything – of you. I mean, Milton was the perceived starter, and then all of a sudden Hinton takes over after the injury and just gets rolling. I don't think that's going to happen with um, Jacoby Criswell and KJ, but right, right. what I know what KJ Jefferson's going to do from a just overall like gamer. Like if he's in the game, Arkansas is always going to have a chance to win. But the fact of the matter is, it's a team award now, and so yeah. the team has to help him out. The team can't always make him put the team on his back like he's got to get some help and I just don't know if they have enough talent this year for him to be in that discussion I think the better discussion I think we'll see Rocket at the Doak Walker and the Home Depot College Football Playoff Awards I think that's yeah. almost a lock unless he just gets injured or something but asking KJ to maybe be in New York and um, and I'm forgetting the, the trophy presentation place but that's I want it to happen I just don't know if I can get myself there yet Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love Hunter Yerichek. I think he's done a great job. But I, what was your, your thoughts when he – did you see his viral comments where he's like, my God, we got football players in college making more money. Mm-hmm. And specifically who he's talking about probably is KJ, mm-hmm. which elevates Arkansas, which had he went to the NFL, he's probably a late-round mm-hmm. pick. He's a borderline – I mean, he may be better now that he's got Danny Eno's coaching. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock KJ. But why, why in the hell are we complaining that we got KJ, who may be the – who may be the best player in the entire SEC. Here's what I would say to that, and I don't think it's just Hunter. I think it's other people within the sport. Mm-hmm. You think about how these guys had to work and grind and do what they had to do 60, 70, 80-hour weeks to get where they are on a, a statue. I mean, there are guys playing college football right now that make more money than Greg Sankey. Yeah. And he may not say that bothers him, and other guys may say that not bothers him. But I'm not, I'm not going to lie. If I see a 12-year-old making 300000 400000 that bothers me. I'm 28. Yeah. And so to say that that's exclusive to me is, I, I think, not right. Like I, I think there's a lot of people that feel like, well, you should have to go through what I went through and, what, and work your way up and whatnot. And with the changing of social media, the different things. I mean, this show is a perfect example. You guys organically, Mike, you organically made this show into what it is today. And worked your Mostly yeah, <laughs> and worked your, your ass off, and now it's again the premier SEC football podcast. So I I just think that that that's not ever going to be said publicly by one of the big dogs, but that's in the back of their mind. 
And I yeah. guarantee you that it, even if, again, they won't let that know publicly, it frustrates them a little bit. Mm-hmm. What did you think of uh, coming out? Texas and Arkansas, they're going to play in 2024, right? I mean, how can it get any And And balls, baby. You guys are coming to Fayetteville that year, right? That's right. Man, Arkansas could not have asked for a better schedule. I had someone text me immediately after that came out with LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Texas coming to town. We made out like bandits because the visiting games, A&M on the road, road, Jerry World, neutral side, road game in Starkville. We'll see what Arnett does. Rogers is going to be gone after this year, so I'll have a chance in transition quarterback. Missouri, even though Arkansas never won in Columbia, and I'm forgetting that last home game, but they avoid Alabama and they avoid Georgia, and I still saw yeah. Arkansas fans complaining. And I'm, I am, <laughs> I'm for one, am not the biggest fan sometimes of what comes out of Birmingham in terms of news, in terms of rulings, but I felt like in this situation, man, Arkansas got a great deal, and uh, I can't wait for 2024. Hey, speaking of future um there's talk about going to nine games mm-hmm. you know if that were to happen is who would you want arkansas to have their three opponents against their, their permanent rivalries if they yeah go they're going to stick them with mizzou no matter what so that's just that's and so this side it's what's going to happen though so it's going to be mizzou it's going to be texas and it's going to be old miss who i'd actually want would oklahoma's norman's about two and a half hours from where i live i think that'd be yeah. great Norman, um, Texas, and I would like Texas A&M. You basically have your Southwest Conference with yeah. the Big Eight school that you pull down with. I mean, that's close in terms of regional. Oklahoma and Missouri are going to play each other. We know uh, that's person. I love playing LSU. I think Baton Rouge is yeah. one of the best college towns in the, not just the SEC but the country. I love going to Oxford, going back there this year. Um, but I just like the idea of kind of being the pod, basically what they came out with. But that's not going to happen, as we know, unfortunately. Everybody likes to talk about hot seats, <laughs> and everybody loves Sam. Is he on one? I don't think so. I think what happened last year is we truly didn't understand how much they lost when you factor in Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks going to LSU prior to And I remember when that happened, and I got in a heated debate with one of my co-hosts. I said, this is going to be a huge deal next year. And he tried to play it off. No, no. It's like, no, this is going to be a big deal. And what do those guys do? They have pretty good seasons for a good LSU defense. And then you lose your best defensive back in Jalen Catalan. He's out for the season. You lose uh, Miles Slusher, who's out for a good chunk of the year. You just kept losing guys. You're playing like true freshmen in the, in the right. cycle, and you just don't have any depth. Arkansas can't ever afford – to just get whacked at one position group. It's not Athens, it's not Tuscaloosa, it's not Baton Rouge. Arkansas doesn't have enough SEC talent on the roster. So as long as they avoid that, Shane, (laughs) the season won't go to that. And I don't think Sam's going to be in that category. Two years ago, they wanted to re-up his contract, throw him more money. Some Arkansas fans were fun. They should be. I mean, you won nine games, you beat A&M, you beat Missouri, and you beat the absolute piss out of Texas, which Arkansas fans love. I remember you talking about that. I remember listening to your show and you said, Texas doesn't know what they're walking into in Fayetteville that Saturday yep. night, and you were exactly right. So I, I don't I don't think so. I did, Dodd had him as like a one on his yeah. on his hot seat chart, and I'd probably say that's about it. He's not untouchable, but a one's probably where right. he's at. How weird is that uh, LSU game in the first, what, month <laughs> of the season? So that is the fourth week of the college football season. They go to Mississippi State before. 
Um, I think it's going to be the SEC on CBS 230 game. I think that uh, they're going to pit Daniels and Jefferson and Parade as because they're going to come out as one or two this yeah. week, mm-hmm. and they're going to they're going to market that as the best quarterback matchup of the league this year. I really do because I, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are no longer. I mean, Hooker, uh, Bennett, Levis, Young. Bryce I mean, Young, you lost. Yeah. You are, that's four drafted guys right there. So I think they're going to center around that. LSU, to me, is going to wax Mississippi State the week before. Even with Will Rogers, who is a very good probably top five quarterback in this league, top four, he's a very good quarterback. They're going to be at home. I think that LSU just goes and blows the doors off them. Then they've got Ole Miss the next week. And after Arkansas, which we know how heated the Magnolia Bowl gets, yeah. I think they – not sleepwalk. But I think that there's a little bit of a lull that week, even with them pitting it as the best quarterback matchup. And I think KJ's pissed he didn't play last year. I think he's watching yeah. that game and saying to myself, like he did two years ago when they won batters, if I'm in the game, we'll win the game, period. Yeah. And uh, we were talking with Matt Moscone earlier today, and he, he felt like the game would be a little different. He didn't necessarily say Arkansas would have won. But if, if KJ's playing that game, Arkansas wins that football game, Oh yeah, in my opinion. There was no offense. It was. In that game. It was. <laughs> that was horrible. brutal. I could. I could, that one could not end quick enough. You know. Imagine being there watching it live and just wanting to blow your head off. Man, they can't move the ball. Ugh, that was rough. A lot of turnovers. What, what will the reaction in Fayetteville be, regardless of how well Arkansas does, if Bobby Petrino is the thing that unlocks all the talent at A and M this fall, and A and M is a top ten team, like they should be with that roster. I think it's just kind of expected. I think a lot of what I have heard consistently from our listeners is I'm worried about what's coming out of College Station. And you get A&M the week after you play LSU, which is not going to be an easy game, win or lose. And and then A&M has some interesting games early on as well. But, I mean, five stars don't don't grow on trees. And you got a quarterback when he has five stars next to his name. Typically that means he has some attributes that – coaches can mold to this point. You think about what A&M, we were talking about Arkansas' injury, what A&M suffered a quarterback this last year was horrible. So, yeah. I mean, if Petrino's known, I mean, you talk to Tyler Wilson, uh, the late Ryan Mallett, talk to anyone that's played quarterback under him, they will give him praise. Now, of course, he gave him something else, uh, words we can't repeat <laughs> on, on this show, but uh, the, the success and the, uh, the track record's there, guys. I just hope it, well, it doesn't play out in college stage. But if it does, if, if if I mean, because you see it with Hugh Freeze getting a second opportunity in the mm-hmm. SEC, if they cut loose, Petrino, you know, I don't know, just runs the show there, A&M makes a run at SEC championship, maybe even college football playoff run, is he a head coach again in the SEC? I think you'd have to look at what jobs would be open at that point. Um, I know someone – had brought to my attention, well, what happens if Eli Drinkwitz has a terrible season at Missouri and Petrino kills it at A&M with the Missouri job open up? I mean, he's been in Springfield. I don't know if there's any connection or if there's what the administration has in terms of thoughts on, on him. That's, again, way down the road. I think it would have to be a program like that. It, like, it would have to. It's not, he's yeah. not going to Florida or something if Billy, Billy okay. Napier gets fired. They're not going to turn around and get Petrino. Well, like, remember no. the whole Tubby Tuberville-Auburn thing years ago? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if there's any um, – if there's city connection still there, but Freeze is going to get more than one year unless it just something crazy comes out of the woodwork. Right. So, well, you mentioned like Mississippi State. I mean, we don't know how well this 
Arnett yeah. thing. I mean, that that seems like a job that would be interesting. Oklahoma, that, would Oklahoma be a job chain that he would? I think that's the one to watch. You think we'll, Oklahoma, we'll find oh, out yeah. a lot about Brent Venables this and, year. I think there's something to monitor. Now, there are some people. I know Phil still has Oklahoma as the second most improved team of any of his teams. A&M's at one. I don't think Oklahoma is going to wait. If they, if Venables and Gabriel and those guys have another trash season, 6-6, six and six, or a losing record in the Big 12, then I think they're going to cut bait this year. Yeah. And I think that they're going to look at this guy's had success in the SEC. Assuming what you're just saying plays out with A&M, and they blow up, and it's like you just did it again at A&M. This might not be a ten-year solution, but it can be a quick fix for now. And maybe they have a kind of a guy inside in sight that they perceive to be in four to five years. I don't know if Jeff Levy would get that job because he's on staff. No, he's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think, think so, so either because yeah. he'd be on Venable's staff at that point. But he is the alum there. You definitely don't want to come limping into the SEC. That's for no. sure. <laughs> it's. I mean, I, I can vividly remember Joe Tessitore's call earlier uh, during the, the Texas game is, welcome to the SEC. We play a lot of scrimmage ball, and I'm sitting there bricked up out of my mind listening to this. Like, eat. We can't eat yeah. whatever Texas like it. You say whatever yeah. you want. Eat shit, yeah. Texas. Like, God, that, yeah. And I'm not eating. I mean, again, hate chart, Aggies, Longhorns, Rebels. Tigers, but I just remember being so hyped up after that game. It's just like, welcome to the SEC, mofos. Like, <laughs> and then I hope that's the exact same thing that happens next year. What would make it even sweeter if 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 a Manning was throwing passes and throwing picks left and right? Yeah, uh, y'all don't have to cheer for him. He's in the wrong orange, but that would uh, that would be even sweeter for Arkansas fans. What what upset is most likely to happen for Arkansas next year? LSU. Alabama or Missouri? Oh gosh, I, I had I had to throw them under the bus. Right oh there. gosh, if if they lose to Missouri at home, you might as well. I'm not coming back to do radio after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay at home and never do it again. I honestly think, and this is, you have to juxtapose two things. They always play. I say they always. They usually play LSU tougher than people think. So you have yeah. to put that there. But we're sitting here and. Middle of July, and I don't think Nick Saban has any clue who his quarterback's going to be. Yeah. I don't think he has any idea. And he's going to come with a strong front on Wednesday, and it's probably going to be really passive-aggressive if you want to ask him about that. <laughs> that doesn't sound like him. Uh, but I think that's a real issue. Arkansas hasn't had a quarterback advantage in that game since 2015 when it was Coker, Brandon Allen. They still lost. But we saw two years ago, now you had Traylon Burks, yeah. to throw the ball to. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, KJ stacked up pretty well against Bryce Young. I, I, I feel weird saying it, but it might be Tuscaloosa. We hadn't beaten those SOBs since 2006. <laughs> Last time you beat them in Tuscaloosa was Matt Jones, my buddy and co-host of the ESPN Arkansas, when they did in 03. That was a long time ago, guys. So, y'all know, years, y'all know something about yeah. that. I know all God. about that. Oh, been there. <laughs> we'll send you a cigar for that. Oh, <laughs> please, <laughs> man. Jeez, please. I can't even imagine what y'all were on cloud nine. I bet y'all were as drunk as all get. But I'll, I'll say this, and I said this last year, and I remember telling you this. Tennessee's going to beat Georgia this year. Yeah. He's been saying I it say. for a while. I honestly think that's going to happen. In football. <laughs> in football. <laughs> football. Yeah. All They're right. going to be Georgia. No, it's going to be Georgia's one loss. Georgia ha- isn't going to get tested all year. And then it just feels like that's like like everybody goes to. We you know, we have people on, we say what's the what's the trap game for it's like well, 
clearly Tennessee is the one. Do you think – I mean, last time we said this, Kirby had them dialed in. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think Athens has been as loud as – that may be the loudest game they've ever had. You know, they they didn't overlook the Volunteers, and I just don't see that happening this year. So, why, why, why Tennessee? Why can they beat Georgia this year? Because I think Milne's probably going to end up being a top-five quarterback. He's not going to be hooker. But I think he's yep. going to be he's going to be up there. Um, I, I think that Tennessee is going to vividly remember what happened in Athens last year. Which, make no mistake, walking in Athens, Arkansas fans, it was thirty six zero. Like we know all about that, <laughs> and they were undefeated at that point. We just yeah, beat was a top ten just beat Texas, just beat A and M, College Game Let's go. Grant Morgan gets run over on like a third three. I said this game's over. Like we got no <laughs> chance in this game. Um, so yeah, I I felt the exact same way about Alabama last year. And yeah. we, we got a Tennessee guy that does the show with us. He's Bruce Dan with Pradco Fishing. He's a big-time Tennessee guy. And I had to convince him for three straight months that Tennessee was going to beat Alabama. So I guess for the next however many months, I'll convince you guys. That <laughs> yeah, that's beat. all right. Send me a text every I don't, morning. <laughs> I don't think y'all are going to beat Alabama this year because I, I get Nick Saban in revenge games. Revenge but I do game, think yeah. that y'all get that Georgia win. Y'all might slip up on something. I think, I mean, I think it's yeah. a great chance y'all win those ten games. Uh, who do y'all yeah. open with? Who's Tennessee open with again? Virginia. Virginia. That's a dub. That's In a Nashville. Dub. Yeah. It's, they're like a 30-point favorite. <laughs> Against a Power 5 team? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Well, I, I don't think we can go out on a better note than no, that. Oh, yeah, Shane. yeah. So we appreciate you, Ty. Uh, tell everybody before you go, where can they find yeah. you? Yeah, uh, at Ty Sports Radio. We do the morning rush from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. Hit that line.com and uh, – Anytime I get a chance to go on with these goobers, uh, I know my brother's going to – you know, my brother texts me. He was – because you were telling me you need to bring him to media days. Well, he's yeah. in that yard. It's in Dallas next year. It's at the Omni. He'll drive nice. 15 minutes from Las Colinas. And, uh, yeah, let's drink some cold uh, beer I think, together. Uh, I think Joey yeah. will be okay with that. We're gonna, we'll probably do another SEC media days tailgate. Yeah, he absolutely. better come. Yeah, he will yeah. – uh, he will – risk life and death to be there <laughs> I guarantee you guarantee you alright perfect 